Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Vladimir Putin has been making threats again. Well, obviously those uh, last words are a serious threat. One that's been made before, but we would urge harm. But the overall address clearly was more of Putin's lies. It was a rewriting of history. And, you know, the Ukrainian people have our unwavering support um, at this time. Our new Foreign Minister, Gillian Keegan, giving her reaction on BBC Breakfast there. In a speech to the nation, the Russian president said reservists would be called up to fight in Ukraine. He went on to claim that the West had been engaging in nuclear blackmail and Russia has lots of weapons to reply. This comes after the country revealed plans to hold referenda in parts of Ukraine, something which the White House has slammed. These referenda are an affront to the principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity that underpin the international system and let lie at the heart of the United Nations Charter. We know that these referenda will be manipulated. We know that Russia will use these sham referenda as a basis uh, to purportedly annex these territories, either now or in the future. So what exactly is Putin's next move? And just how worried should we be about these threats? Here to explain is Martin Bentham, the Evening Standard's Home Affairs Editor. Broadly, it's been a very bad few weeks for Russia. A large swathe of territory around Kharkiv has been recaptured by the Ukrainians in a fairly disastrous defeat for for Russia, which of course had already scaled back its invasion plans to focus on the eastern Donbass region. So it abandoned its attempts to take Kiev, for example, and and suffered a, a big setback there earlier on. Also failed to take Kharkiv or um, captured the areas around it, but has now lost those not been making a lot of progress in the south either and in fact suffered some setbacks there and even in the east where it's now focusing its efforts or supposed to be focusing its efforts it's been struggling there and there's been a lot of analysis of this as to the reasons for the problems poor strategy poor tactics from the uh, leadership russian leadership poor morale disorganization among their troops and poor supply problems, uh, supply problems as well. So lots of problems affecting the the Russian military operation in Ukraine. Uh, conversely, the Ukrainians have obviously been very effective, first of all, at defending themselves and now going on the offensive as well. So it's been a bad few weeks for, for Russia, on top of really a, a bad few months for them since the invasion started, really. The invasion started, they were obviously hoping to have a very swift victory there, regime change, install a, a Russian-inclined government there, uh, and it ought to be over very quickly. Of course, that 
we all know that hasn't happened and uh, it's really getting worse for them. So this move today about partial mobilisation is obviously an attempt to plug some of those gaps to get some more troops in because they have been losing quite a lot of troops and their defence minister today claimed they'd only lost 6,000. But most people think that they have lost very many more than that. And clearly, they're not getting where they want to get in in the conflict. It's very doubtful, frankly, whether calling up these reservists, their defence minister has said it would be 300,000, will achieve a significant change in their in their successes, in their fortunes, simply because the problems I've just alluded to that are affecting them of poor leadership, supply problems and poor morale probably aren't going to be uh, improved by sending just more people into the same uh, messy situation. Putin has given an address today. How rare is that for him to do? And what are the key takeaways from this speech? He's given a few speeches, but obviously this was an important one. Um, a very important one. It's the first time they've had a mobilisation since World War II. And clearly they'd been resisting doing any such thing because it's a significant upwards step in the what they call their special military operation. Clearly it's a war, but they call it something else. And it just indicates that the, the scale of it is much greater from the Russian point of view uh, than they've been trying to sell to their public. And then, of course, this fairly overt threat, really, uh, to the West and to the, the NATO supporters of Ukraine, including ourselves, who've been supplying the Ukrainians with weapons uh, to help them in their, uh, their fight against the Russians, that Russia has you know, many weapons itself, all sorts of weapons. We obviously know they're a nuclear-armed power, and it won't, be, it won't decline to use them. It will be ready to use them in retaliation if what he describes as Russian territory, Russian sovereignty, uh, is is threatened. And of course, he's trying to portray this as Western aggression against Russia. Complete nonsense, of course, because it's completely the way around. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more about the latest developments with Russia and Ukraine. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Martin, people will be watching the news today and undoubtedly worried. Just how concerned should we be? Well, I I think clearly he's made such noises before and Russia itself realises that any nuclear conflict would not, any attempt to use nuclear weapons would produce potentially disastrous effects themselves hard to say where it would where it would lead and where it would end so there's a lot of noise that may not be turned into anything substantial but let's obviously all hope not but 
at the same time, when you have somebody who has that, that potential, has that capacity, a country that has that capacity and is in a difficult situation, clearly it will be unwise to discount that danger altogether. So I think, as people, Mark Rutter, the Dutch Prime Minister, for example, said we should remain calm. Gideon Keegan, our foreign minister uh, here, said we should remain calm. Of course, we should remain calm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's an unwelcome and and slightly worrying noise that's coming out of Vladimir Putin's mouth. So that, I think that's the, the realistic assessment. We can't do anything about the noises he's making and the threats he's making. He's made them before. We just have to hope that, um, as before, it's a bluff, even though he says it isn't a bluff, and that he will hold back from doing anything stupid. What exactly do we know about Russia's resources? Well, we knew it's, we know it's a nuclear armed, uh, a nuclear armed country, and it has uh, a large amount of of weapons and some very sophisticated weapons. So, of course, it's a, a substantial military power, and we wouldn't want to get engaged in a conflict with it. Clearly, that's obviously always been one of the uh, points that we haven't wanted to cross. That's why there was never a no fly zone, despite President Zelensky of Ukraine wanting a no fly zone. For example, the West was very clear they weren't going to police one because, of course, that would have brought us into direct conflict with Russia and, and brought the risk, the almost certainty of some sort of Russian retaliation if we've been shooting down Russian planes, breaching a no fly zone. So clearly, uh, the, the West is well aware that Russia is a, a well-armed power. It may not be very good at conducting land operations, so to speak, but it's certainly got the missiles that can cause an awful lot of damage in the West as well as in Ukraine. We've seen what's happened with the shelling that's happened. And, and clearly, there are, first of all, there are, there are countries nearby that were well within range of even relatively short-range uh, Russian missiles if, if they wanted to fire them there. And obviously, other countries, including ourselves, that would be within range of other, other uh, Russian forces is if, if they try to fire things at us. So they definitely have the capacity to inflict damage on other countries, including the major Western powers. It's a question of whether they would actually really want to do such a thing and engage in what would turn into, a, in essence, a third world war. How has the rest of the world reacted? Well, very negatively, understandably, because clearly people can realise that uh, from outside, looking from outside, that in Ukraine itself, the war is only going to lead to more misery for all concerned, really. The poor Ukrainian people are going to suffer more and the war is going to drag on to a sort of interminable conclusion, really, or no conclusion, potentially, and just drag on and on, which uh, Russia may be prepared for, but is obviously a terrible prospect for any Ukrainian person. And at the same time, the Russians themselves, their troops are going there, they're dying, people are losing family members that they don't want to lose. And there is no good outcome to this conflict, is there? Clearly, that's that's a straightforward position. Ukraine is never going to accept, and the Ukrainian people are never going to accept a Russian occupation, really, of any of their territory. And the Russians are not going to be able to do what they hope to do and take that whole country. That seems very clear now. So at the moment, you just face, the longer it goes on, with an increasing stalemate or possibly further, well, potentially further reverses for the Russians, whether the Ukrainians could drive them out altogether is, is probably more questionable. But prolonged conflict would be needed to even achieve, to achieve that, almost certainly. And with considerable loss of life, as a result, and, and all the associated misery that goes with that. So world leaders, understandably, would rather would rather that Vladimir Putin was recognising the folly of what he's engaged on and, uh, and you know, pull back and, and abandon it. But, of course, he, he himself will realise that that would be humiliation for him and, and probably is very, very reluctant to do such a thing, even if there was some talk from a 
meeting he had recently with Turkey's President uh, Erdogan, that uh, from President Erdogan himself saying that um, he thought Mr. Putin was looking for a way to settle uh, this conflict and so on. So there were some vaguely optimistic noises a day or two ago from from that side, but this actually put, goes in the other direction and suggests that Vladimir Putin is is wanting to press on with his conflict, press on with his war. As I said, the Western reaction has clearly been uh, very condemnatory. First of all, because of the Ukraine thing, and also, of course, because of the threat to to Western uh, Western powers and the absolutely cataclysmic damage that any any possibility of a nuclear attack anywhere else would inflict. And that's it from the leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at four pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.